the Lord. As we uh, transition into the Word this morning, uh, yes, there is warfare. Yes, there is demonic activity that we have to deal with. But God is coming in these days to declare it is not by might and it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen? Amen. I wanted to um, give you a little understanding of the days that we're in biblically this morning. Uh, We celebrate the feasts. There are seven feasts. And we celebrate the feasts, and Kathy and Lonnie have done excellent job. Uh, George Warnock, there's a book out there by George Warnock that uh, has been out there for a long time. So, But if you're new to the Lord and you're not sure what the feasts are all about, I wanted to spend a little time this morning preparing you. Uh, there is a feast going on, and there is an invitation going on. And uh, as I uh, exhorted you before worship this morning, Uh, The story is in Matthew 22 uh, about the king uh, sending out uh, his servants into the the streets and gathering the people for a wedding banquet. And while I'm not going to read that this morning, uh, if you're wondering what your part is in the feast and how to prepare your heart in the feast so you're not like one of those people that came into the wedding banquet uh, ill-prepared and in the wrong way, and got nothing out of it, and left uh, feeling uh, undone and like you'd missed something, there is a preparation. God operates in grace and mercy, but he expects his people to come to him in a certain way. Uh, There's a certain protocol. There's a certain way to come and approach him. So in the days of old, under the Arianic priesthood, We know that the priests went into the Holy of Holies once a year and offered the blood sacrifice for our sins. But when Jesus came, he tore the veil and he made a way for us as individuals to come before God himself. And it's not just like, oh, this is time for trumpets and here I am, God. There's a preparation that needs to take place. And in God's wisdom, he told us how to walk through the feasts, how to approach the feasts, how to, how to understand the feasts, how to, how to see the feasts as a, 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 an unfolding of his will. Amen. There are three feasts in the, in the beginning of the year. Then there is um, a feast that stands alone. And then there are three more feasts at the end of the year. And so as I begin to talk about them this morning, I want you to understand that God has a way, and he makes it very clear on how to come to him. In Leviticus uh, chapter 16, verse 29, it says this, This shall be a statute forever for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls and do no work. So he's saying, don't just go about your day Uh, you know, going to work and do the things you do. This is a holy day. This is a day that I want you to pause. This is a day that I want you to, to, to not just go about your day like any other day. This is a day where you're to do no regular work, whether native or on your own country or a stranger who dwells among you. For on that day the priest shall make atonement for you and cleanse you, and that you may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. 
It is a Sabbath and a solemn day of rest for you. You shall afflict your souls in this statute forever. So he didn't just say in the Old Testament, in the days of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and the prophets of old, he said this is a statute forever. This is ongoing. This is perpetual. He talks about um, really three feasts. He talks about Passover in the spring. He talks about unleavened bread. And he talks about the sheaves of first fruits. And then we get into Pentecost. So we have the former and the latter rain. The Pentecost was an outpouring of his spirit. We remember that Jesus said, go back and dwell in the city uh, until the power comes upon you from on high. The disciples went back and they dwelt in the city. They dwelt in the upper room. They stayed there. They didn't know what was coming. Perhaps you don't know what is coming. But Jesus said, if you'll just do the things that I ask you to do, I'll show up. And so the day of Pentecost came, and there was a first fruits. There was a first outpouring. There was a, a first uh, of, a, of a rain. There was an early rain. And then there was uh, the Feast of Trumpets that we're experiencing on Monday. This is a feast that, where the trumpets are sounded. Now the trumpet, the trumpet, as I blew it at the beginning of our service, there are uh, lots of different reasons for the trumpet, right? The trumpet was, uh, God said to Moses, make two trumpets of silver. Silver is redemption. So it's clear that we, uh, in the blowing of these trumpets, there's something having to do with redemption. There's something having to do with a restoring in the earth. There's something having to do that affects us, that affects the earth, that affects the governments of our region, that affects the heavenlies. It affects everything. He said, blow the trumpets. And he said, the trumpets have distinct sounds. And he said, the trumpets can be, called, can be blown for the assembling of the people, right? When God has something to say, blow the trumpet. So that at the beginning of the feast, the trumpets are blown to gather the people. <clears throat> they can be used to gather the people for war, Right? Uh, the trumpets were blown when enemies were approaching the land and it was time for war. Trumpets were blown in a sign of war to gather the people and to begin to fight, right? Amen? Are you feeling like you're fighting in these days? Are you feeling like the adversary is just kind of wailing and wailing and wailing and it isn't giving up? God shouts from heaven, it's not by might and it's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And I so much want you to find the place in the spirit. to Find the place on the, on the mountains of God. A new authority. A new blessing. A new spiritual outpouring. Just like in the former rain and the latter rain. I'm going to keep saying that. The former rain and the latter rain. There are two types in shadows, there is the former rain of the day of Pentecost where his spirit was poured out and the tongues was given and people thought people were drunk, right? And you know the story. And thousands were saved. But it wasn't sustained in the sense of God's governments coming upon to the land. It wasn't sustained. It, it dwindled out. It was a former rain. It was a type and a shadow of things to come. There is a latter rain coming. And speaking of a latter rain, another outpouring. 
another blessing, another power from on high. And so as I go through the meaning of the trumpets, the trumpets are uh, to call the people to war, but it's also sounded when it was time to move the camp. God told him, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, first the tribes on the east are to set out. And then and, and very sequentially, they're to set out. There was order to it. There wasn't just, oh, the glory cloud's moving, every man for himself, go. There was order. There was a purpose. God wanted things done in order and in sequence. You see? And the blowing of the trumpets in those days signified those things. And he said, blow the trumpet in the day that we're in. Gather the people. Proclaim a fast. And so we proclaimed a fast. And in these, in these days, we're fasting. Now, if you're new to the Lord and you haven't fasted before and you're like, well, I can't fast 10 days without food, I'll die. Well, actually you can. Jesus fasted 40 days right, in the wilderness without food. And... If if that's something too much for you and it causes too much stress for you, it's the acceptable day of the Lord. God calls the fast for each one. It isn't something that we do corporately just to check the box and get it done. It isn't something that we do just to say that we obeyed his voice and we did it. What are we supposed to do during the fast? We're going to hear about that. We're going to hear about what our responsibility is in order to come to the great banqueting feast of the Lord so that we come in the right way so that heaven touches earth as we sang about in worship today. Where heaven touches earth and there's no more gap. There's no more distance in the middle of things where God releases something, but then it's got to come through the second heaven. That's where the warfare is, and it seems it all gets taken up, and by the time it reaches earth, it's all, it's all... No. God intended, he said, let it be on earth as it is in heaven without any diminish, without any decrease. Those are the days that we're approaching so as we go back to the day of, a, of the trumpets, it's a sounding of an alarm. It's a sounding of the people. It's getting together with one mind and one purpose, one understanding. It's a day where we humble ourselves. We don't come to the house of the Lord on the day of atonement, right? Because in, there are three feasts in the fall. There is trumpets, atonement, and then tabernacles. You may know tabernacles or the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Ingathering. There are a couple of different names for it. But in the end, it's God dwelling with his people. On the seventh day, when God, on the days of creation in Genesis, it said, on the seventh day, God looked at everything that he had done. And he said, boy, this is really good. I'm really pleased with this. I'm going to take this day and I'm going to rest. This feast is the seventh feast and it can also be known as the feast of rest. Because in, in the presence of God, there is no striving. In the presence of God, there isn't trying to get somewhere or do something or be an overcomer or be a son or fulfill the word over your life or be a, fulfill the scripture or understand the revelation. There is peace. There is rest. 
It's when God comes and tabernacles with his people. God comes and lives in our midst. God comes and walks amongst us. God comes and shows himself strong. God comes and shows himself mighty. And in that place, we become like him. Whenever we stand in his presence, we become like him. And so this is the feast of rest. No more striving. This is a, this is a feast of celebration. This is a feast of realizing the promises of God have been transitioned now and there is an end of the old. God says this is the new year to you. Understand, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm giving you a lot. I, there are two calendars in, in, that it speaks of. It speaks of the agricultural calendar, the civil calendar, but then it speaks of the Roman calendar, the other calendar. I'm talking, there are two calendars that we need to understand in this time that we're talking about. He says it's a new day for you. It's a new year. Right now, we're looking out at the natural, and there's corn and barley's planted and wheat's planted and the gardens are planted and things are ready for harvest. Things are ready to be gathered in. All the work has been done. You've weeded all summer. You've, you've weeded the issues of the heart. You've dealt with the issues. You've dealt with the, with the trials. You've dealt with the, the confrontations and the warfare. And you've stood. You've stood. And now we're at the end of the year. The fruit on the vine is ripe. We heard about the fruit this morning. I've got 12 fruit trees out in, on my property. One of the fruit trees has never bore any fruit. And I nurture it and I spray it and I do all these things and I prune it and all this. And I was walking around it yesterday and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's fruit on it. And I walk around this, these trees like every week taking care of them. And all of a sudden there's fruit on the trees and it showed up instantly. God's word says, and suddenly I'm coming. Suddenly I'm there. And I want you to understand this preparation that we're going through, this day of trumpets, where we're afflicting our souls, where we're thinking about the issues of our hearts, we're thinking about what keeps us from God, we're thinking about what's distracting me. Now, if you don't want to fast food, you can do a, you can do a Daniel's fast, you can do a sweets fast. I would encourage you, if you don't fast food, fast something. Fast something. If you watch hours of TV a day, fast TV, and take the time that you would have watched TV and read his word and pray and seek his face. If you just enjoy uh, whatever, work, whatever, fast something. If God tells you, if God tells you, to fast work, and he does in his word, he says, on, on that day, do no regular work. That's his word. That's not Sean telling you. That's God who created the heavens and the earth, who knit you together in your mother's womb and said, this is the book that you need to understand basic instructions before leaving earth. Bible. 
You need to understand what these basic instructions are. And if he tells you, do no regular work, then do no regular work. I want to get back to the purpose. Because God has a purpose. And he said, when you come to me, you can't just come into the Holy of Holies, kick open the door, find a lounge chair, sit back, grab a Coke, and watch Netflix. That's not the Holy of Holies. It's about humility. It's about meekness. It's about gratitude. It's about love. It's about peace. It's about recognizing the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, shed for you that you could even experience something so dramatic and special. It's about recognizing that everything in your life is ordained and called by the Lord. That He creates the, every, every opportunity, every blessing, every encouragement, every healing. The types and shadows that have gone on in our midst are just types and shadows of the things to come. Richard, you're healing. Those are just shadows of the things to come. There is so much more God is wanting to pour out. He wants us to see these are the beginnings of the work of what I'm pouring out. Kathy's healing. You're healing. They're just types and shadows of the things to come that are so much more wonderful and glorious and magnificent. So how do we come before him? I want Chris to come up and read Isaiah 58. Because he says, you come to a fast, and in your fast you ask me, God, why didn't you show up? He says, I fasted for you, I didn't eat any food. I did what was required. How come you don't hear? We need to understand it's more about the heart than it is about the activity. After that build-up, I'll try not to stutter. All right. Isaiah 58. Cry loud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and a delight and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with a fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen? 
a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush, and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as a noonday. The Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your soul in drought, strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. What a promise. What a promise. Fasting the right way. Amen. So we are celebrating trumpets tomorrow. It's Monday. It happens to be the appointed day. Uh, we're gathering at 6 o'clock uh, to pray. Amen. And then 10 days after that, there is atonement. And atonement is another really special feast that I don't have all the time to go into. But uh, And then five days after that, it's tabernacles. And God promises that if we go through these things under the right heart, attitude, the right heart condition. And that's why he's having us repent, walk through repentance first. Because that reestablishes the connection with God in any place that might be hard or any place that we have uh, been off track or any place that we've uh, been in error, amen, as Chris has read. And so um, we're approaching these feast days according to his word. And I know in these feast days, there's war that is going on in heaven right now that is speaking to the principalities and the powers of the air. He wants the sons to inhabit those places. He wants the sons of God to arise up. And it says to, to set the captives free in the season of the latter rain. We've had the former rain. We've had, we've had Pentecost. Now it's time for the outpouring as Joel speaks about. The 
the outpouring that the world has not seen, the outpouring that is all about His Spirit, abilities for you to possess, to minister to other people, to minister to set them free, to set captives free, to all those who are sick to be healed, to be raised up. No longer our adversary controlling the atmosphere. You're controlling the atmosphere. You're controlling what happens. You're um, uh, uh, cooperating with God. You're cooperating with God on the earth. That's the, that's the empowerment of His bride. He's not coming back for a bride that is weak and doesn't know His Word. He's coming back for a bride that's wielding the sword of His power, His authority. And so I encourage you this morning, as we go through these feasts, it's not, oh, woe is me, I've got to fast and pray for ten days. Nope. It's, my heart's getting right before God, and I'm a vessel that He can use. And I'm so standing in anticipation of what God is doing in my life, in this temple, not made with hands. Things that I've struggled with for years and years and years that haven't been quite able to get tangible substance to it. These are the days. These are the days where we come together and we have authority over cancer. We have authority over sickness. And it doesn't take weeks and months of prayer and intercession and call all the people in the earth. No, it just takes a released word of the power of the living God. You are bound. No longer can you afflict this one. I send you to the feet of Jesus Christ. Be healed. It's that simple. It's that simple. He sent types and shadows into our midst so we would understand where he's taking us, where we, we, where we would go. But the one that doesn't have the right heart doesn't get to partake. And so I just exhort you this morning, take these days seriously. Fast something. Read his word. Seek his face while he may be found. And He is a God that is faithful. He is a God that loves you. His banner over you is love. He sees the blood of Jesus over your life. He sees that you have stood in the places of trial, that you are developing a testimony for His name, that you are developing the character of Christ and who you are. He sees His Son being developed in you. Don't stop where you're at. Because the greatest outpouring that you're going to experience is ahead for you to experience. Now, when the feast comes, some people say, well, I don't think I can, I don't know if I can take seven days. That's between you and God. I would encourage you to strongly consider his word. If you want to be one of the, one of the hundredfold sons, there's 30, 60, and a hundredfold anointing. If you want to be one of the hundredfold, then you've got to do what he impresses on your heart to do, what he convicts you to do. I'm not going to lay the law on you. I'm going to tell you what his word is, and then it's between you and the Holy Spirit. It's between you and him. 
And when the day comes, he said, celebrate this feast. Now, I know we've got vacations and we've got things going on, but take time aside. Set time aside. Call that time valuable. Call that time precious. Call that time that it can't ever happen again if you get to the other side of it and wished something else had been your experience. You can't ever call it back. These are the days where God is unfolding. Prophecy has been spoken in our day. Amen. JC, do you have anything to add? Amen. I um, was sleeping this morning, and because I've got this cold and things, I wake up hacking and coughing. And I looked out, and I saw a bird. And, and I looked out the other window, and then I saw, like, 12 geese. And I remembered Debbie. Debbie loves to see the geese because God told Debbie years ago, just as the geese fly south for the winter, so too will my body have peace and joy and thanksgiving, there will be unity in my house, there will be one heart, there will be one purpose. That's where we're going. I need you. And you need you need each other. So just as surely as the geese fly south for the winter, there will be unity in the house of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Any announcements that we have to make? Yes. He's in 151. Um, if anybody wants to go up and see him, um, he is taking visitors or calls. Um, so just let's keep him in his your prayers because he he went in yesterday, um, and he is he does have pneumonia. So we just need to keep him in prayer. Um, Some people might not know exactly. The the feasts are the 23rd through the 30th. And so that starts on a Sunday. Our first dinner that we have here is Monday. So we have dinners on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Sunday. And, yeah, I will. What time do we usually start? 5, 5.30? I can't remember. So at 5.30 we're going to start the dinners. What that is is it's basically just a potluck. People bring what they want. Um, and we can organize it, get out on the table, and everybody shares. Um, we also have a sign-up list that's going to be out in the hallway, and it's if anybody wants to bring things like napkins, paper plates, bowls, hot cups, things like that. And there's, for example, paper plates. It says 130, and there's a four next to it with four lines. So if you wanted to buy one little package of paper plates, you could fill in one of those lines with your name, and we'd know what was coming in. And then all you got to do is bring it in here anywhere, bring it to the church. 
by September 20th, and then we'll get it where it needs to go. Yeah. So is there a good time for people to come in? Yep, comes here first. And um, yeah, so that's it. And invite anybody. Um, the more people we have here uh, for the feast, obviously we we end up with all kinds of great food. Um, everybody brings their dishes, that, and you know we wait all year to try, you know, people's different things. So, um, yep, this is the sheet, and I'm going to put this back in the hallway and post it. I also these these little cards here, these little cards, um, are just a reminder for when the feast is. And it's the dates, and you can take one of these and maybe put it on your refrigerator. Um, it's just so it, it doesn't give you the the potlucks, unfortunately, but it does tell you the dates of the whole week, um, so that you can remind people and just look at it and go, oh yeah, that's next week. All right. Hi Val. <laughs>